Welcome to the 90s Kid Book Club Podcast, where we indulge in nostalgia, dust off our favorite books from growing up, and discuss how they shaped a generation. Hey, Casey. Hi, Monica. Obviously, this is not Amy. Uh, Amy's not with us this week. The reason I chose Casey is because she is well-versed in the Vampire Diaries world. We read the first book. I intended on reading the second. Didn't get there. But there's four in the series total. The author of the series is... Lisa Jane Smith, a.k.a. L.J. Smith. The first four books in the series were published in 91 to 92, and she was commissioned, actually, to write this series, which I thought was a really odd way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how good of an author must you be for someone to reach out and be like, hey, will you? Because I think this was like a short story or something. Okay. Or she was working on a story and the yeah. characters kind of she pulled from that story to mm-hmm. come into this one. So she had some sort of like background that they were pulling from. But to just be like, hey, will you write something for me for books over the next couple of years? Yeah, it's interesting. I find, too, after reading the at least just the first book, because I, I watched the whole series, the TV series, and I have a lot of um I have a, a small, I say small, I have kind of an obsession with vampires in general. I have a small, scratch that. <laughs> um, so like for the book to be so, I don't know, the way that it's written, I guess, in comparison to a lot of the other vampire novels. That yeah. I, I don't know that I would have thought about someone commissioning her. In right. You know, just her writing style is a little bit, it is definitely the young adult. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it reads similar to like the Hunger Games series, like very elementary. I think, I think I remember reading the, the recommended age level is 14. And I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) Like an eight year old could read this. There was nothing like overly sexual. The writing was very simple, but it's a fun book. Like I just kept like, I I think I read it within a day or two. Yeah. And texting was like, Oh, I'm going to read the second one because it's so good. (laughs) Never got there. But it's just fun. Like it's a bunch of teenagers. And it's like the first of, you know, when you watch like not another teen movie. Yeah. And then you watch the original movie it's based off of, and it's like, oh, that was in not another teen movie. Yeah. Like, you realize where the tropes have come from, yeah, for you know? Sure. Like, yeah. a lot of this is quite tropey, but it was one of the first. Like, it was before Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It just, the way that I still can't get past the way it's written. I think I'm just really stuck on that. I'm like perseverating, like, the way it's written, the way it's written. But it's like the context and like the content itself yeah is superficial uh-huh and like moving into from one stage like where she literally just meets the guy to i love you. yes and i'm like 
what just happened? It was like the like, night that, that they. The yeah. I wrote that in my notes as well. Like the night that they kind of like came together and actually had a real conversation. Yeah. She was like, I love you. Yeah, automatically. And he was just like, oh, Elena. Oh, Elena. And I'm like, what? Like, you guys don't even know each other. I know. And like, when you watch the show compared to the book, mm-hmm. you're like, he comes to town in the book as like trying to make this fresh start for himself and this kind of thing in the show he's like i've got to know her immediately like one of the first Hmm. lines of the first episode and i'm like me knowing like i already like i literally rewatched the first three episodes oh really before this yeah because i was like this is not lining up like everything i was reading like obviously i know it's not going to be the same Mm -hmm. but it was like parts of the first book like most of the first book was done in the first episode really yeah Yeah. and then like a couple scenes were pulled out into like the second and third episodes but it was like the characters were different like they had similar names but they weren't the same but then like elena in the book is actually like described described the same way that caroline is in the show but in the book caroline's like this arch enemy like there's like a lot of which they try to portray in the first episode, but uh-huh. yeah, that was something I read because I found an article about like the differences between the show and the book. Is Caroline is like a frenemy, yeah, friend right, of right. Elena's, the main character in the book, but apparently they are close in the show, and it's like less of a frenemy and more of just a friend. Yeah, like they try to make it this frenemy thing in that first episode, mm-hmm. similar to the book, but after that, it's like. That they are the three amigos and, and mm-hmm. that's why i'm like who's meredith like meredith in the book i'm like she's not in the show at all like i don't know who that is at all they and probably like, just merged Caroline two characters yeah just yeah. for simplicity and the three so. amigos makes more fr- sense than like four three plus this other random character yeah. who's like sometimes friends and sometimes not yeah and also i think generally that like frenemy mm-hmm. trope is not a thing anymore yeah i think that that was big in the 90s it's and like early 2000s yeah. yeah and i think girls are just at least this like upcoming generation more forthright and forthcoming and mm-hmm. if they don't like you they're gonna say it even yeah. if it's online and not to your face but like yeah. there's less of that like pretending just for to say face kind of thing yeah for sure and it, i think now I'm a 35 year old woman talking about like the generation <laughs> below me, but I think they are less focused on the like cool girl, like who's the top of the school. Yeah, I'm the top, not mm-hmm. you. Kind of like hierarchy. Yeah. I think is kind of outdated. Absolutely. And, and that there was a lot of that in this book. Like you could tell yes. it was written in '91. Yeah, because that was like that was like the focus of what like how we like I don't know my high school experience was very much like you had the cool kids mm-hmm. and you had like the not like the band kids and like you know the different groups and yeah. stuff. But like the goth kids. Yeah, and I don't know that there was like this mean girl separation within that, but it definitely was not. It was like clicky. Yeah, yeah. My school mm-hmm. was very clicky. For me, I didn't really fit into one clique. Me neither. Like, I just had friends in all the cliques. Yeah, you know. Me too. And then, like our uh, 
student, what was it, student government president or something mm-hmm. like that, student body president. She was in band. She oh. was like, yeah, but she was also a popular kid. Hmm. And she's she's actually one of my only friends. I actually met her in elementary school, but she's one of the only friends that I have from high school because most of my friends are from grad school. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just feel like that time in my life, I just never really like I don't know. It just wasn't like a thing to. That's so weird that you say that because now that I think about it, that we had two class presidents, which was bizarre, but I don't know if like the race was too close. They couldn't call it or what. Um, But the one of the class presidents in my class was also like kind of friends with everyone. But that's how you win, right? Like you have to get the most votes. You are friends with everyone. So this like idea that like only the most popular queen bee is going to get all the votes is yeah that's not even accurate right like mean yeah like no 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 that is definitely like a 90s kid thing yeah like a 90s totally there there are things sorry i i got distracted talking about the plot again we need to get through the plot at some point but there are things in the book that you can tell are completely for plot projection like progression and not at all relevant like her parents died and we find out in the first chapter that her elena the main characters both of her parents have died yeah never really comes up never impacts her as someone who just lost a parent i'm like that's kind of your whole world and if that happened when you were 16 Uh or however old she is like you'd be done. Yeah. Like how yeah. would you survive? I know. And that's, that's another difference. Me here watching how, like I'm going to bring the show in a lot, I think, but that is another difference. Cause at least in the show, it's it, at least in the first episode, it is a steady mentioning. And she is like sad the way that she's portrayed in the book as being like this, like, like the queen bee, like she's into everything and very like outspoken and popular and, that is totally opposite and she's very much like gloomy and kind of dreamy hmm. in, the, in the show Weird. yeah and she mentions a couple times oh i used to be into a lot of things uh, i used to uh, but then like her parents died you know and it's just yeah. like that makes more sense though like it would yeah. impact you it, and even to the first episode you don't find this out in the first episode but like later on in the episodes you find out that stefan pulled her out of the car accident like she was in the car accident with her parents and oh, i wonder if that's in that survived no that's not that's probably not in the books i don't know i only read the first book so i'm not sure if it actually comes out because i know it's not in the first episode or in the second or third episode i looked at the summary of what the next few books were about because the okay so the the original four books were written by lj smith Mm -hmm. they were commissioned she did that she pumped him out within a couple of years then there was books five through 13 she wrote i believe only book number five and then they had some creative differences about how it should go okay she was basically fired from writing her own series and ghost writers picked it up from there wonderful so who knows what crazy nonsense happened towards the later part because it wasn't even her story and apparently she's like self-published her version of what she thinks has happened but i did get kind of a summary of the first four books this first one is really her meeting stefan yeah so she imagine her at least i cast her as more of like 
a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type of look, like yeah. bubbly and blonde, right. and which is so opposite of the show. Yeah, so opposite of that the show. That's not how in the show. Literally, <laughs> that's not how she's cast at all in the show. No. So um, she meets him. They seem to have this draw towards each other. The book's written in a cool way where they kind of flip between Stefan and Elena. Mm-hmm. So I did like kind of getting both of their perspectives and seeing a situation happen from one of their views, and then it kind of flips, and you get more information about like what really happened there Mm -hmm. um so there's this odd force in their town and elena and her friends were in a cemetery again her parents dying is only a plot device so she goes to her parents grave yeah which is how she ends up encountering this kind of force Mm -hmm. that they run away from the grave and are like what the fuck was that Mm -hmm. um there are all these attacks happening, like brutal attacks happening. It is this force that we encounter in the graveyard. However, Stefan doesn't know about this force that's come into town. Mm -hmm. He is a vampire and is kind of gaslit into thinking that he was the one doing all of these attacks. Yeah. We find out it's actually his brother who's come into town to seek some sort of revenge against his brother. We get a crazy backstory about them loving the same girl, Catherine. I know that she plays a big part in the later books in this series of four. She probably plays a big part in the TV series. (laughs) (laughs) But I hate her instantly. As soon as they start telling the story, I'm like, this is not love this is not what love is yeah all of these people need therapy like none of (laughs) none of this is love yeah no no relationship that we saw is actually love it's like some weird obsession like he he so stefan and his brother damon both loved this girl who we know as a vampire Mm -hmm. turns them both into vampires and is like i just want to love you both like this weird thruple thing with brothers and it's like i'll meet you this whatever evening after the sunset or something like that and you'll know my choice but but the night before she goes and turns both of them into a vampire so then neither one of them knows and then they come the next day and like she's already chosen me and it's like well she also chose me and it's like and there's no going back from that no like, you, can you can't fix that fuck yeah both of you, you know? and why wouldn't you be angry why wouldn't you like fall out of love like that's what i'm saying this isn't love like if someone i love did that i'd be like what the fuck is wrong yeah, with you you don't love me First of all, it's not love. Yeah, it's not love if you have made this choice for me Mm -hmm. and for your relationship to put me in this position where I don't get a choice about whether I'm in a throuple with my brother. I just am. Who I hate. Like, they don't like each other. They have a terrible relationship. Like, the Stefan being the younger brother, like, Damon has some kind of a... I don't know, like maybe like when he was born, all of the attention went to the younger brother mm, or something. I'm yeah. not really sure what that dynamic is like, but I just know like Damon gets abused by his dad. Like it's it seems very evident. And then like Stefan apparently does not get the same kind of negative attention. So I'm not sure if maybe that's part of the reason why. Which Again, I can imagine that it would be. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> therapy would help with that. Not turning yeah. into a vampire and being stuck yeah in this world together right and so i know you're a big vampire fan i'm sure we've had this conversation before but i have a problem with vampire stories that like romanticize being a vampire Mm -hmm. i would never 
ever want to live forever. Yeah. Like literally kill me now. I would not <laughs> want to live that long ever. Yeah. Like having gone through the one life that I've gone yeah. through, like going through that hundreds of times. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you watch so many people that you love die mm-hmm. and you either watch everyone that you've ever loved die or turn them into a vampire and they are miserable with you. Mm-hmm. Or you choose to not make those kinds of relationships with people to protect yourself each one of those existences sounds horrible yeah yeah it's pretty bad so i hate stories that like romanticize it and make it seem sexy and cool and like it's not cool and it's so selfish if a vampire did exist to even like associate with a regular human because it's just going to be pain for both of them yeah Unless they have intentions of like somehow convincing them that this is the life that they want and then turning them into a vampire. But even still, it's like you have that same just awful existence for however long until somebody ends up like Catherine does where she just like, you know, walks into the sun. Where you think she has just walked into the sun. She's just ashes. Like, so that doesn't happen in the the book or in the movie. I'm sorry, in the show. Jeez. Where she, you think she's, like, she's dead, but they don't really go into detail about, like, at least in the first couple episodes, they don't really go into detail about how she died. It was just like, oh, fire, tragic. That was it. It's like what Damon says. That's all he says. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, she's so distraught, supposedly, that the two guys don't want to be in a thruple that she walks into the sunshine and basically kills herself. They find, like, scorched fat and stuff, like, ashes on the ground. And her ring. Mm -hmm. So she apparently had this ring that's supposed to protect you from the sun. She took it off. She walked into the sun. She committed suicide. Mm -hmm. You find out in later books that that is not what happens because she turns into the villain later on. Mm -hmm. So we discover that Damon was the one doing all these killings in the first book. Damon and Stefan kind of have a confrontation about it. The book ends with Stefan disappearing. So after his confrontation with Damon, he disappears. Mm -hmm. The last line in the book is that Elena runs into the field that she's she's in the graveyard i think great okay graveyard that she's encountered damon in before and screams like damon Mm -hmm. so you know shit's about to go down Mm -hmm. she's not happy she assumes that he had something to do with it but somehow in the later books i guess they reconcile enough to like live in the same town or whatever and yeah it actually becomes the girl vampire coming to town who's the bad guy Catherine Catherine. and she wants to kill Elena because they're both obsessed with Elena in some weird way they literally look exactly so that's what I was going to ask you about is Mm -hmm. in my notes I was like is she reincarnated is she because then you find out later Catherine didn't even die so how could she be a reincarnation unless when you become a vampire, you lose your soul. Mm-hmm. And so the part of her could actually go into it. Could mm-hmm. be reincarnated. Yeah. And this like echo of who she was is right. a vampire yeah. still in existence. And so they're drawn to the pieces of Catherine that aren't even in her anymore. Yeah. yeah. I would go with that theory okay. personally. Just just from, like watching the shows and stuff. It's just and then just reading that first book. And the way that she was, like, her and Elena are not the same. Right. Really at all. Like, their personalities are different. And it's so, just, like, what is it about her that they're like, oh, she's her? The way she looks. Just the, just the looking. way she looks. Okay. Yeah. And I think that they have, maybe that, maybe they think, 
I don't know. Damon goes into this whole thing and explaining to Stefan, like, you know, that's not her, right? But of course, once Stefan wants something, Damon wants it too. Yeah. Because his whole existence is to make Stefan's life miserable. Mm -hmm. So that's why he like came back to town and like his, like that crow is like everywhere. It's Mm -hmm. actually like him in the book. It makes it sound like it's physically him who has turned into a crow. Yeah. In the shows, it is him basically looking through the crow's eyes kind of like a game oh, of thrones oh that's feel. cool yeah it's like a looking glass right for him. Where oh he that's just, cool. like is watching yeah so like the graveyard scenes mm-hmm. and stuff where you've got the crow coming and the smoke i don't know i can't remember if that was in the yeah the there was yeah, smoke. there's like fog or yeah whatever. that's like damon's way of like just controlling messing. yeah and just controlling the area oh so it's a little like when i was reading the books i was like I don't remember the crow. I don't remember him being the crow. Right. But like they're making it out like you, when Damon is drinking actual like human blood, he has all these abilities yeah. that are heightened and like way, he's way stronger than Stefan. And they do a little bit of that in the show. And basically Damon is trying to convince Stefan that he needs to come back to drinking human blood because drinking bunnies and squirrels is not enough. Mm-hmm. And he wants him to come back so that they can go through and just like, basically rip through the town but damon is almost like come back to me come join me and come be in this in the show with me yeah oh. whereas in the book it's very opposite yeah like he's like, the bad guy yeah for sure and like he's definitely the bad guy in the show too but i don't know they end up just being around each other a lot and i'm like in my head i'm like if i didn't like someone, yeah i would not be around them that much like, for real okay so spoiler alert apparently in like book number the end of book number two beginning of book number three elena's turned into a vampire to save her life mm-hmm. i hate it mm-hmm. when characters are turned into a vampire because they love the vampire <laughs> i hate it in twilight i i am total team jacob i wanted her to end up with jacob the fact that she even stayed with edward and then became a vampire and then had this creepy little vampire child i hated every bit of it jacob imprinted on disgusting um, when that's me you know disgusting Uh, yeah don't even (laughs) so i hated knowing that that's basically what happened in this one and these were published first so they were published before stephanie meyer's twilight books Mm -hmm. she claims stephanie meyer that all of this came to her in a dream it may have come to you in a dream after you read the fucking vampire diaries because it's the exact story like yes you could read some of anne rice's novels and then have a dream like that except for hers are much darker Anne Rice's novels are much darker than like Twilight for sure. But like yeah. just having the ideas floating around in your head and whatever you piece together, that's on you. You know, no like, novel ideas happen in a dream anyways. No. It's you compartmentalizing and making sense of your experiences. Yeah. So she encountered the story in some other way oh, and yes. convinced herself that it was some novel idea that she had. So yeah. I'm total Vampire Diaries fan. I think that Stephanie Meyer probably stole it from them. I watched the entire show series, like all eight seasons, but I did not read all the books. So, Mm -hmm. but like when it came to Twilight, for instance, I, Devin, my husband got me the first, like, it's like a smaller version because you know like once something gets big they have all these yeah. big like sets and da 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 and, and like, the movie covers I yeah movie it's, covers so he got me the first book he actually went to newark new jersey for a hockey 
like he was on the KSU ice hockey team. Mm -hmm. And so he went there and they were playing games against some other team up there, travel hockey or whatever, and got me that book and brought it back. This is like we were first dating. So I was maybe like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And that was the first book that I had of like, the Twilight series yeah. before it kind of like blew up yeah. and everyone was into it. And like, right. I was like, I was really into it, but I'm also like, I hate trendy shit. Yeah. It's a bit shit. of a naysayer. Then, like, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, this is like one of those one things that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to like go into all this trendy shit and I'm going to like do all these things. And so I was all, I had like the book previews, the movie previews, whatever you could do. You know, I had like, I have all this whole, I still have all this shit actually. I have like all four books hardback with the covers on them. But I honestly, I mean, even from, I guess I was probably in middle school. I started like liking vampires and all that stuff. Cause my mom and my sister were reading the Anne Rice books mm -hmm. and I was too young to read the Anne Rice books. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, but I'm also like watching vampire, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer with yeah, my sister. Totally. My sister is seven years older than me. Uh -huh. So like I have this whole other generation of influence on my life, particularly from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Then books and movies and shows and like basically anything vampire and i was like always a vampire for halloween and like i think you were early on the vampire thing i think the 90s and 2000s was much more big on witches yeah amy and i have talked about this in past episodes that like witches were everywhere mm -hmm. movies tv shows mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. but then the wave of vampire hit and i think you were just at the beginning of the wave yeah. i i liked vampire stories but i was never big on the, i I like, so I had a crush when I was young on Frankenstein's monster. I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> Not the scientist, the monster. Um, and then obviously, like, I prefer the werewolf out of the, like, werewolf yeah. vampire. Yeah. Like, something about, like, more organic, like, scruffy. earthly, yeah. scruffy, yeah. dirty characters. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm into yeah. that. Uh -huh. Not so much this, like, clean, yeah. cut, sexy, rich vampire stuff. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I definitely have the op Like, I mean, I could definitely see the... I what is the movie? Oh man, I'm never gonna know. My recall is so terrible. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like he's wearing this like Letterman jacket. He turns into a wolf. Oh, Teen Wolf. Is that it? Yeah, like the old school movie with Michael J. Fox. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was a Phoenix. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. So many so people have so so many artists actors authors have three names and i guess it's to set them apart like if there was another michael fox which there's not going to be another michael fox with two x's no. but i thought it was interesting that um this author lisa jane smith went by lj smith mm -hmm. because it just kind of neutralizes her like it's gender neutral it's yeah. like if you're Lisa Jane, then obviously people know that you're yeah. a female. I thought it was interesting that she chose to go by LJ Smith. Uh -huh. Have you ever thought about if you were to like be a star, what your star name would be? Like, would you go by like first, middle, first, middle, last, you initials? Like you, and I have had, you and I had this conversation when we were in grad school. Really? Because you were like... If I was ever a TV show host, I would be Mark Kelly. Yes. And I was like, yes. yes. Sick. You know? I know. That's why I'm asking as I started thinking about it, like, oh, I know. I know what my name would be. And then I started thinking my initials of MK Anderson would be cool too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So if I'm an, a published author someday, I need to be Monica Kelly or MK Anderson. Yeah. Uh, so you've not put any, okay, that's only me. I not put like, any you know, thought into your I mean, because like my name. <laughs> that's not weird at all. So like, I don't know, Casey Renee, like I just feel like it's not a Casey Renee Morrison or like even my maiden name, Casey Renee Anderson, like it's literally the same last name. Yeah. So like, so CR Morrison. That sounds cool. I mean, that's probably what I would go with. That sounds <laughs> cool. Like, Casey Renee is, it just reminds, it just reminds me of my, my mom, Casey Renee. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. See, I was never called. I, well, By your first and middle name. I never got in trouble. Oh dude, I was. But. I didn't get in trouble a lot, but I had trouble enough to hear Casey Renee. <laughs> I only I only heard Monica Kelly really lovingly like my grandparents would be like Monica Kelly come oh that's like it was never like you're in trouble it was like I'm around family and I'm I'm in some shit my mom said Casey Renee I'm like um something else that I thought was interesting that I found out about this author um so Casey and I met in graduate school for psychology um she focused in therapy i focused in experimental psychology and this author has a degree in experimental psychology from university of california santa barbara really isn't that interesting basically, it, you need to write a book monica period basically i need to write a book and i need to be mk <laughs> and anderson is some kind of supernatural something but not vampires and just pay something else do werewolves you need to werewolves yeah i could do werewolves i've been thinking about writing a children's book lately actually it's mm -hmm. I, I sometimes wonder, like, what is going on in my brain? I, you got a little glimpse as to how my brain works in even trying to record this podcast. I got the weekend wrong. I got the day wrong. I got the time wrong. I had to ask Casey four or five times when we're recording my podcast. Well, I'm over here, like, going, scrolling back through our text messages yeah. to make sure that I'm telling you the right one. So, honestly, it's not that different. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm real quick to ask for help. Like, I don't, there's nothing going on in this head I need some help um oh so I started on that saying I don't know what's going on in this brain that I think that I can handle anything additional than what I'm already doing because I'm completely scattered in an absolute mess but I read some of these books sometimes with my daughter and it's like I could do better than that yeah yeah, right? I know. How does this shit get published I mean my my stepdad actually wrote two children's books what? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote them um, after. So my younger brother, he had his, his kids. So he had his son. And then like, I think our kids are not seven months apart, maybe. So he had Knox. And then like seven months later, Sven came along for me. And then Evie came two years and a month later. And then so between that time, my stepdad had wrote these two books. It was basically like four my grandkids before my kids you know because we're hmm. he he was around i guess i was about five years old and my younger brother was around three when my stepdad came into the picture mm -hmm. so he was there for like most of our upbringing yeah um and so he just wanted to basically do something that would show i guess be something that his kids and grandkids could look back on that was like a that's like so a legacy cool. type of thing. You that is I mean? so yeah, because he cool. never had any of his own kids. Like oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. he just put it in there. Something like he, there's a little memo in the front. This like for my for my kids, Curtis and Casey, and oh, I can't remember. Gosh, but... How have you never? T I'm about to cry. That's Aww. so sweet. How have you never told me this? I know, you I have a never... book dedicated to you. Yeah. That's like a, when you start a new job and they ask for an interesting fact. That's an interesting fact. Oh yeah, that's probably. 
I never, I am so, like, again, I'm so terrible with, like, recall, but, like, I'm surprised this is even coming out of my mouth right now. You're like, oh, yeah, that is my life. That happened. <laughs> happened, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's got, but it's got Knox, Sven, and Evie's name in there, too. That and then, of course, Felix, so cool. like, my second son came after the books yeah. were published. Oh, my god! But it's basically for our kids, you know? So, um, but, yeah, it was, like, um, Alfredo the Tomato. Oh, my god! Is the name of one of them. That's I've so never, cute. And, um... Chi Chi the elephant skin dog, which sounds really kind of gross, but like that was a story that my stepdad made up uh, for Curtis and I when uh -huh. we were little. That's, and that's funny. Alfredo the tomato came later. Okay. I don't know what that one is. Like I don't know where that one came from. Yeah. I think it's just a general. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that I mean my stepdad has no experience whatsoever writing books or like any of that stuff and he was like i just want to do this so he just did it okay so it doesn't like you can anyone you can, can do, do it. it yeah did he have a publisher or he's self-published yeah i think he had a publisher i can't remember who it was it's well then i just need to freaking do it but they sell that book in barnes and noble okay so back to our book we mentioned it's very 1991 like it was written in 91 and parts of it feel like the tropes of it and the, some of the relationships there's like very cavalier sexual assault that happens too like it's kind of just like yeah. whatever yeah. like that's a big deal right um but i mean she, she's saved from it but still it, that's a trauma like that's yeah. something that has to be dealt with um, but there are a lot of really timeless aspects to the book, which I loved. So when I was reading it, I was like looking for the very 90s references. Mm -hmm. And there weren't that many. Like mm -hmm. they didn't mention bands. They didn't mention years yeah, of car. Not, like, like social stuff. Like yeah. cheerleading was, excuse me, was probably like one of the only things that were like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like cheerleaders were kind of big. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, no, there's not like mention of music or yeah. Or, comics or like anything mm -hmm. around that time it's just like this is the story like yeah these are the people and we're just going to focus on their feelings um i also did love the mention of the homecoming dance that was like the like culmination of all the events was at yeah. the end of the homecoming was it a halloween homecoming dance or were those two different events it was so, halloween and homecoming i thought it was a halloween party i thought it was like the oh i don't know maybe it was together then yeah, so there was like a haunted house dance. I love any reference to mm. Halloween. And then the dresses, I took note that the dresses that they wore to this homecoming dance, because she like described each of them and what they were wearing, mm -hmm. seemed so modern. Like it wasn't, yeah. it was like shift dresses and stuff, which I guess the 90s are back and that's why, but yeah. it wasn't like ball gowns or like no. poofy 80s yeah. or like, like it, yeah. it seemed very modern. Mm -hmm. So, so generally, I'm, like I said, a fan of Vampire Diaries. I think it's better than Twilight. I assume that similar to how Twilight kind of builds and like the first book is a little bit more, how do I say it? Innocent, I guess. It is. And I feel like it's also like a little less superficial. Yeah, um, it is. For me. And yeah. That was my experience. And then it kind of builds. I assume that this series kind of does the same thing and maybe the the complexity and the relationships kind of build along I with the so. series. We can't speak to it because I didn't read it, but <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I would same. hope so. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people say that it's Twilight, but better. And I think that I'm kind of in that camp as well. I never really connected with Bella as a character. I like Elena as a character. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that her character begins to develop yeah. over the series. At least yeah. that's what I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm. um, so not something that I read 
as a 90s kid, but something I would have loved as a 90s kid. I don't yeah. know why I wasn't into it. And apparently when these books came out, they really weren't that popular. Like mm-hmm. they were out and, you know, about and Stephanie Meyer may have encountered one, but mm-hmm. they weren't like the level of Twilight success Yeah, did not happen for the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And not until the show came right. out were the books decades later, discovered. right, that yeah. people started reading I mean, I wasn't books. aware that there were books until I watched the show. Well, we uh, end every book episode with a cringe story from when we were kids or teens. Do you have, did, I didn't ask you to bring one, but do you have one? I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so this was Devin's birthday. Um, our, our friend who actually introduced the two of us when we were in undergrad, Mm -hmm. we were going to his wedding and his wife or like, you know, soon to be wife at that time, still married now, but she was a makeup artist for the vampire show uh, in Atlanta because they filmed in Atlanta. And so they were there, like Ian Summerholder was there, who plays Damon in the show. Nina Dobrev was there, who oh plays Elena in the show. And they were a couple at the time. Like The Ian, actors? Like Ian, uh-huh, Ian and Nina were a couple. How could you not? I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like, pretending to be in love mm-hmm. with someone. Yeah. How could you not have some kind of convince yourself there. that you are yeah you know it's like a like to me i just think like the first thing that pops in my head is angelina jolie and brad pitt and like mr yeah. and Mrs. smith like yeah. they that's just they were together forever you know like that's like this if that's how you meet is pretending to be like so deeply in love with someone i just don't get how you could not yeah. catch feelings yeah and then like to already be like married and then be an like an actor or actress who comes in and has to like have like these sex oh, with someone else or someone else's spouse really yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no. i don't know yeah i don't I touch that no. i don't get acting in general though i just don't get it i mean it's self-expression i think it's just a, it's just a form of self-expression it makes me feel awkward and uncomfortable oh, absolutely i'm right there with you dude I like i don't do get it. how people enjoy it no i don't know but i also i don't even like I don't even like um like role play games mm. like even as like a kid Kate? like or, or like, like playing Barbie? with barbies um, like i don't like having to like making up yeah. the sto- like let me color let me do a puzzle like let yeah. me do something that's given me the parameters but yeah. just like here's barbies make up a story the imaginative no imaginative and that's kind of how i see acting is like i yeah. i can't just like I from nowhere have, right i also just don't have that foundation of the imagination or the exactly like, yeah me too li- like i have a hard time lying like oh I, me too like, <laughs> me too it's just not there it's yeah not that's like, part of that's part of the acting though it's like yeah. you have to convince yourself of the lie and i can't no i know yeah it's too yeah it's too like it just feels wrong me too I and know. i i think i uh one of my like the pillars of who I am is authenticity mm-hmm. and it feels inauthentic mm-hmm. for me to yeah. be pretending to be someone else yeah. or to like make up these stories. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, I agree. It's also been stamped out of us. We both did yeah. graduate school for a, a science. Like it's, and they just, they, in grad school, generally break you down. Yeah. They get you to, the, it's almost they, like the military. Yeah. They, they formed like, us into who they oh wanted us God. to be and it it's was awful. not creative and free flowing and, no no but yeah so back to the story right 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 devin's birthday right he's oh my gosh yes sorry this was devin's yes. birthday i know it's okay we got I off do, on i did <laughs> but he was 
we were also driving down to Augusta. We had to go to the wedding and then we were also driving down to Augusta to go to the Halloween party that we were having. Okay. Yeah. It was I'm trying to remember whose house it was at. I feel like it was that year. Yours and Anne's house, maybe? Because you guys shared a house. No, no, it was Megan and Anne. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. They did have one. It could have been them. Mm-hmm. And we went to that. And so, like, I had already planned out this thing where Devin was, like, I'd already gotten a cake from Publix. I do remember that, With yeah. the red bloody handprint uh-huh. on it. And I was, like, basically just trying to do anything. Because he loves Halloween. And, like, anything, anything like that. And his... Obviously, it was his birthday. So we went to the wedding. Didn't know that Ian Summer Halder was going to be marrying our friend to his wife. He was the guy oh, who was like the wedding. Gosh, that's yeah. crazy. Showed up late. Yeah, showed up late. So we didn't get the memo. Don't ask for pictures. <laughs> yeah. And we're in the back, right? Because oh the wedding is outside. So we're like, well, this is fucking cringy, I tell you. <laughs> we go into the what, back. When was the memo said? Like at the beginning? Like, uh, hey, yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. And we weren't there because we came in. Oh late my to like, gosh! Literally, Casey. like we were literally just like walking in as they're like already standing up there. Like, oh my so god! Oh my god! It was the worst like wedding etiquette ever. <laughs> I don't even know what we were doing beforehand. If we were like at a hockey game or school, I don't know. And so, like, we go and we're sitting in the back row. And so, of course, we're like one of the last people to go up and like because he's shaking everyone's hand as they're like walking up to the other little. This is some like fancy botanical place mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. And we get there and I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling Devin, I'm like, Devin, when we get out there, like, I'm just going to give my camera and just take a picture. Okay. Just take a picture of us. Like, I'm going to ask you for a picture. Just take a picture. And Devin's like already so pissed that he's even there. Cause he's like, this is like my, cause you're obsessed. Cause it's, I like, I have like this. It's your hall. Him, it's your right? hall pass. <laughs> yeah. Like this conversation better not go well. That's your one hall pass up there. <laughs> so like, he's like. Okay, so he's already pissed that he's having to take a picture of me with this like mm-hmm. hot actor guy, right? Yeah. And so I get up there, and he is so surprised that I'm asking for a picture. So he was just like, um, sure, yeah, sure. Like, that's literally his reaction. Because what else is he going to say? I already I said, don't take, don't ask me for a picture, and you just did. So what I What know, else am I going to say? I know, yeah. Oh, my god. So I got that picture with him. Well, Good. Good I know, for you. Right? You did it. So then, like, I see it, like, we go on, and, like, he's with Nina, and, like, he, his, I don't know if you saw the picture, but he is, he's not very tall, so that was also very disappointing. Mm. When you, like, get to, and you meet an actor, and they're, like, not as, they're not what you think they are. Don't meet your heroes. <sighs> I know. Never meet them. But then we go drove down to Augusta, and, like, Devin's already, like, pissed on his birthday. Oh. I, think, I guess it was October 27th, so it was, like, on his birthday. Mm-hmm. And we go to the Halloween party, but I gave him a cake, so he was happy about that. Okay, good. Yeah. But I just remember, he'll never forget that day. So I think that wraps it up for the Vampire Diaries. Thank you all for joining. I hope you enjoy reading or watching, if that's what you want to partake in. And we'll catch you next time. So see you next time. (laughs) And TTYL. (laughs) Bye. Bye.